Welcome to the latest Tablet podcast. My name is Ruth Gladtill and I'm Assistant Editor of the Tablet. With me today is Dr. Natalie Watson, theologian and editor. Natalie is Publishing Editor of the Pastoral Review. And Natalie's with us today to talk about Turkey. The Tablet with McKay Pilgrimages is running a pilgrimage to Turkey and all are invited. We'll give the full booking details at the end. But if you want to know now or want to get on the phone right away to them, you can find out more about this by calling 020-8675-6828, reference tab Turk 2. So Natalie, um, Turkey is one of the world's most amazing countries. And east, east, west there, a classical civilization can be found along the sites of all the earliest Christian churches and the location of some of Christianity's most important events. And our pilgrimage will start with three days in Istanbul. Um, and th- could you tell me about Istanbul then? Um, it was once Constant- Constantinople and Byzantium, wasn't it? Yes. Um, I mean, it is the most amazing, vibrant city. Um, you know, every period of history has left its mark there. It's the only city in the world that is on two continents. Um, So part of it is in Asia uh, and part of it is in Europe. Um, And uh, in the middle is the Bosporus. um, And, you know, our uh, tour will include um, a boat trip on the Bosporus. So you'll see some of the amazing palaces along the water. Um, We'll also be visiting the Hagia Sophia, which is, I think, the picture that most people have in their minds. Um, Once the largest building in Christendom, the Church of Holy Wisdom, um, built by um, the Emperor Constantine and rebuilt a number of times. Um, Now a museum, Uh, After the fall of Constantinople, it was a mosque, um, and then under the secular government, it became a museum, but you can still see some of um, the amazing murals and pictures there. Um, So we'll also be visiting the Blue Mosque, because Turkey is, um, as we said, the, the cradle of Christianity of Christian civilization, but also um, obviously now part of Turkey, a Muslim country or Turkey as as, um, it now wants to be known. Um, And that, you know, should whet your appetite. Um, I just love walking around Istanbul and seeing um, the different neighbourhoods, many mosques that once upon a time were Byzantine churches that have been um, repurposed, but also just um, walking along the harbour, for example, um, it's also one of the um, key, or was one of the um, key starting points in the um, uh, you know, one of the big railway journeys. Um, Agatha Christie has written about it, as has the, the modern uh, author Orhan Pamuk. So if you want to, um, you know, learn more about Turkey, um, Orhan Pamuk's um, Istanbul is a book that will, you know, just take you into a world that, um, you know, you want to visit. So, yeah. Istanbul is certainly one of my favorite places in the world because there's always something new to discover, um, a church around a corner or a mosque, um, 
or just absorb the atmosphere of the different neighborhoods um, there. So yeah, so that would be the start of our tour um, in Istanbul, I, I, three days there. And I know you'll be visiting the Grand Bazaar. I've been shopping there myself. And one of the things I just loved about it was how I learned to bargain there. And you could sit down over one of those cups of small coffees and and talk with the stallholder and um, they, they would offer you a price and they seem to love the bargaining as much as you did. Is it still possible to do that there? Oh, no, it's, it's definitely bad manners not to bargain. Um, so, you know, the, we'll be visiting two of the uh, bazaars of uh, Istanbul. There's the Grand Bazaar. Um, you know, and, and your guide will give you instructions on how not to get lost or what happens, what you should do if you do get lost, um, always walk upwards, that will take you to uh, an exit, you know, you can buy almost anything there, um, you know, clothes, jewellery, um, spices, tea, um, sweets, you know, the amazing baklava, um, if you have a sweet tooth, um, and um, you, when you walk into a shop um, or you know, somebody entices you to go into their shop, as, as people will try to do, you'll be offered either coffee, Turkish coffee or apple tea is very popular. Um, and uh, you know, it's a ritual to bargain, uh, never agree to the first price. Um, you'll probably end up somewhere halfway um, or even lower. And that's part of the game and part of the fun. Um, there's quite an art to it um, that you can learn. But the, yes, as, Ruth, as you said, the uh, shopkeepers enjoy it um, as much as you do. Um, we'll also be visiting the Spice Bazaar, um, you know, if you want to uh, learn how to cook some Turkish food. And um, that is definitely one of the things I love about Turkey. Um, then that's a very good place to start. Nutmeg, um, uh, sumak, uh, you should never have salad without sumak, um, and, and many other different spices and teas uh, you can find there at, at very good prices. Um, it sounds, also sounds absolutely your, the smell. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. It sounds absolutely mouthwatering. And I remember what my visit to Turkey was what gave me my addiction to baklava. And um, yes. luckily, um, the tablets offices in Hammersmith are, are quite um, close to one of London's Turkish communities. And there are Turkish shops up and down mm. um, King Street here. And so I often go out at lunchtime and buy myself a whole tray of baklava, which I'm ashamed to say don't take me very long to eat at all. <laughs> so, but now, more seriously, um, um, You'll be visiting also Nicaea now, isn't it? Yes. Which, is, of course, is the location of two important councils in 325 and 787. Um, can you tell us what happened at those councils? Well, 325 is one of the really important um, milestones in the history of early Christianity, in the shaping of uh, what Christians actually believe. Um, uh, a lot of what we now say in the creed every day took centuries to develop and to agree on. Um, and that meant that there was a lot of division in the church. So in 325, the Emperor Constantine, who realized that Christianity was actually a very good way of uniting the Emperor, uh, the Empire, ended the persecution of Christians, made Christianity illicit or a permitted religion, um, and then 
needed to end the Aryan controversy, the controversy about who Christ is, whether he is fully human, fully divine, maybe a very special human being. Um, that was decided in 325 in Nicaea. Um, modern day Iznik, um, and, and then later on in the eighth century, there's the Second Council of Nicaea, um, which also is important for the, the formulation of Christian doctrine um, as we now have it, um, and the divisions between East and West uh, within Christianity. Um, Modern day Iznik is actually a lovely little town. It's by a lake. There's some very good fish there, um, you know, continuing the food theme. Um, I have in my house various examples of the beautiful Iznik pottery. Um, you will see in some of the mosques that we'll be visiting, um, beautifully painted um, glazed tiles in very vibrant colors. Um, but you can also use Iznik pottery um, uh, for food dishes. I have a meze tray, you know, another um, famous um, part of Turkish cuisine, meze starters um, on, that arrive on little plates. Um, so, uh, and just beautifully painted bowls. So um, there's something for everyone. You can walk by the lake. Uh, so that's Iznik. Then we'll be going on to Bursa, um, which is, yeah, very important in the history of the development of Islam. It's got the uh, Green Mosque, uh, which is quite something to see. Um, and there's some nice landscape. The normal way to get there is by ferry. Um, so, which we, I think we may be doing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that will take us out of Istanbul um, into some calmer waters, uh, smaller towns, but nonetheless very important in in the history. And you know, you get a glimpse of both the history, but also modern day Turkish life on the streets there. And you'll, and you'll be going to Troy, which obviously um, we've all yes. heard of since the Iliad. Um, but mm -hmm. is um, Troy um, is there as much romantic? Um, to it now in real life as it sounds in literature? Well, it's a historic, you know, there is a historic site to see. Um, it's a small town uh, which we'll be visiting. So, yes, I mean, you have to imagine some of it, but just being there at this place where it happens um, and we'll be, you know, hearing the stories there by uh, our guide. Um, McCabe have very good local guides. Um, I've, I've traveled with McCabe quite a lot in both in Turkey, um, but also in other parts of the world. And I've always been impressed with uh, the way the guides have really brought those sites to, li to life. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think just be there, just let your imagination run. And um, yeah, I'm sure. I and you'll be going to also to Miletus, home of Thales, the ma mathematician. Who, who was Thales exactly? Well, um, he was really one of the earliest scientists. I mean, the concept of science, as we understand it now, was, um, uh, you know, developed much later in history. But he was really a polymath, a mathematician, geometrist, 
but um, Miletus was also the center of, of medicine. There is the sanctuary of Asclepius, um, the god of medicine. Um, I remember being told there about uh, the importance of healing and people seeking healing, um, coming to, to Miletus to um, seek the counsel of people like um, Thales, but also um, obviously other wise men who, who were there, who were practicing medicine, um, as well as pursuing science, yeah, mathematics, geometry, astronomy, um, which was, you know, astrology was a lot closer to astronomy, so they were watching the stars. Um, so that's a, a really interesting site to learn something about, you know, a, a spa, a hospital, you know, as as it existed in the ancient world, and to yeah. see something of classical civilization. Mm. That, that sounds really fascinating. But then there's the pilgrimage aspect, walking in the footsteps of St. Paul. So which mm -hmm. um which of the places that he um visited um and that we have these records of will you be actually going to and, and what happened there? What did he do in those places? Well uh, Christianity as we know it now really began with St. Paul when um, uh, Peter and Paul parted company and went um, their separate ways. Peter um, focused on uh, converting the Jews while Paul really took the gospel to the Gentile nations. So I think the most important place connected with St. Paul and the other part of our pilgrimage, the seven churches that we'll be visiting is Ephesus, um, which has uh, the, the amazing library there. Um, Paul travelled around the area. He was really a citizen, not only of the Roman Empire, but also of the known world. He went to preach there. He engaged in conversation and sometimes in controversy with the local um, religious leaders. Um, uh, Asia Minor, as it was then known, was really a kind of religious supermarket where many different cults existed alongside each other um, and for example in Ephesus there was the cult of the uh, Diana of Ephesus um, there's you can see her statue there with her many breasts a, a fertility goddess but it is also the site of um, you know one of the earliest Christian churches um, and uh, we'll be visiting Pisidian Antioch. Um, we'll be traveling along the coast um, where Paul bid farewell on what was probably his last journey to the Christians um, who had you know, hosted him, a word welcomed him, whom he had taught. Um, so we'll be visiting Iconium, um, or the city that was known as Iconium, which is now called Konya. Um, now one of really the centers of Islam, um, the, with the, and especially the Sufi branch of Islam, the whirling, you may have heard of the whirling dervishes. Um, so, but the legacy of Paul really continues all through, uh, throughout Asia Minor in um, the places we'll be visiting and we'll be hearing some of the stories of St. Paul reading some of the passages from both Paul's letters, um, but also the Acts of the Apostles. Um, and 
you know, thinking back on to my various journeys to Turkey, when I now read the Acts of the Apostles, it's almost like a travel guide to that region. Um, yes, it seriously is. And, and you talked about visiting Ephesus. And of course, the, the thought of exploring the seven churches of the Revelation of St. John is seriously evocative. Um, does it in real life have that sense of evocation that, um, that those texts in the Bible have? Yes, I mean, not only Ephesus, but um, we'll be visiting some of the other places as well, Thyatira, Laodicea, and um, uh, Pamukkale, uh, which is now uh, a spa with its um, hot springs or their lukewarm springs. That is something that is mentioned um, in the text in the book of Revelation. Uh, oh, that you were either hot or cold, but you are lukewarm. Um, and what is really interesting visiting some of those um, places is to read the text there, <coughs> the letters in chapters two and three of the book of Revelation, and to realize really how there are so many references to uh, you know, local contexts, local sites, or things that happened there um, that are woven into those texts. Yes, so, and you'll be going as well on, as, yes, as you'll be well going on to. And you'll be going um, on to Cappadocia, won't you? Um, and Cappadocia is, is kind of known as the cradle of early Christian monasticism. And that, again, sounds really romantic and, um, and an interesting place to, to explore and to get the feel of mm -hmm. and the atmosphere of. Is, is, it, um, um, is it like that? And, um... Well, yes, it is. Um, it's one of the most fascinating landscapes I have ever seen with the fairy chimneys. I once did a, a hot air balloon ride over the landscape early in the morning, in, in the morning sunlight, um, where I could see the fairy um, chimneys, but also this rather barren landscape with its caves and would we'll be visiting some of those cave churches with its amazing paintings um, on, on the walls, which tell some of the stories of the New Testament, that's where we have some of the earliest Christian imagery. Um, very, one of the things that is interesting is that um, we see some of the stories from the Gospels depicted there, but hardly any crucifixions or, or none at all really, um, because the image of the crucified Christ really only developed later um as as an important point in in christian iconography uh, there's quite a bit of walking involved so um we have the cave churches we'll be going to garame um which is a, a kind of national park uh we'll be visiting some of those caves um and looking at those those paintings um but we will also hear about saint basil um the father of christian monasticism uh, some of the earliest communities and also solitary um, Christians who went out and left the cities because they wanted to seek God on their own. Um, uh, sometimes they had good reason to leave the city because they'd fallen out with their bishops. Um, so, yes, I find it very evocative and I'm always taken back to that time and... Um, uh, 
yes, and I want to read those texts and uh, also worship in those places and um, you know join the long tradition of pilgrims who have gone to those places um, and visited them going back to the earliest Christian centuries, people who went to seek out the wisdom of those men and women who had gone into the desert. Um, I've mentioned Basil, but there was also his sister, Macrina, um, who, and who together with her mother and some friends founded um, a Christian community before Basil did. Um, so we'll be hearing quite a lot about those communities and um, the beginnings of monasticism. We know a lot more um, in the Christian West of um, monasticism after St. Benedict in the West, but uh, it's a lot older. Uh, we're going back to the fourth century um, CE or AD. Mm. Yes, that, and well, well, that sounds absolutely fascinating and it really makes me want to come. Yes. Thank you for sharing with us, Natalie, um, and I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time. Now, you, mm -hmm. there's still places available to book if you would like to. Um, the, the, the trip is 14 days, departing on the 13th of September and returning on the 26th. Um, as we said, it's led by Dr. Natalie Watson, theologian and editor. And for more information, please visit www.mccabe-travel.co.uk or contact McKay Pilgrimages on 020-8675-6828 or by email info at mccabe-travel.co.uk quoting reference tab Turk 2. And while we're on the subject of pilgrimages and trips, the tablet is also offering a visit to the Holy Land and Jordan on the 21st to the 29th of November this year. And this one is led by Father Nigel Woolen. And this includes four nights in the Holy Land and four nights in Jordan and takes in visits to Jerusalem, Old City, Jericho, Lake Galilee, Nazareth, Jerash, Mount Nebo, Madaba, Petra and many more with half board accommodation. Um, and uh, please, for this one, contact 01886 812862 or inquiries at jcjourneys.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you again, Natalie, for being with us. Wish you all the best on Thank the trip. You. And I can't wait to hear all about it and see your pictures when you return.